You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie back. All right, we're here at the Del Market house. We got Nico in the house. How you doing? Hello, world. We got Christy in the house. That's me. Byron. What up, what up? And I'm very happy to welcome Patricia Butler and Clinton Butler. How you doing? For oh, coffee? Yeah. Shit, I can't even coffee pronounce shenado. the word. Coffee Coffee shenado. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, I, I won't jump right, right into it. You know, I'm always... I'm personally not a big coffee person, but I, I'm always curious about this, this kind of subcultures, like people drink coffee, they have their own language, their own code, their own, uh, and people drink wine, beer, but coffee is a whole different thing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how this thing got started and uh, what. Well, it um, started very innocently. We didn't know that we were gonna be where we are right now. Originally, we were the investors. We had, we had been asked to be the investors on a new venture for Cold Brew about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, we, um, and because I had connections in Colombia with coffee, I, thank you for specifying I, that. It was with coffee. Thank you for coffee. <laughs> Lots of I'm so used to it. I mean, we are talking about coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Keep, keep going. Air quotes. And, yes. And so uh, we were asked to be investors, and because I had connections in Colombia, just you know, my family and cousins and friends, they had farms in Colombia. I knew that I could get into the business, not just making uh, money on the investment, but also making money, money uh, providing the coffee. So I was very excited to be able to do that. I thought it was easy. Um, we had the we had. And they, you know, the idea of making a new product, cold brew, was so exciting because four years ago, cold brew was brand new. Mm-hmm. Not really, not everybody was doing it. I mean, actually, actually not even everybody knew about it. So um, I sold the idea to my husband. You uh, sold it. Sold, <laughs> yeah. sold it. Still I, getting, I, sounds getting, like there's more getting, to that. Getting sold every day. Um, I, yeah. So she she became a coffee importer, and we bought. Four or two metric tons, which is 4,400 pounds of coffee. Uh-huh. And when is this, by the way? What year? This is at? in 2015. Got it. Oh, and okay. so, so right when the coffee, the coffee gets delivered to us at our house, and we got to move our cards out of our garage and store this, you know, sacks and sacks of coffee in our garage. And right when, like two or three days before we were going to deliver the coffee, like we had lined up the logistics, we were going to deliver it to the company. The whole deal went south, and the invest the company we ended up investing in was run by two guys that we had no business investing in. No, they not had at all. liquidated the company basically, and we found oh, out. Yes, shit. Yeah. yes. So we found out about that fucking shit. Oh my god! Yeah. So we're like, yeah. what? Uh, so you guys, all the money. And it was uh, uh, like honestly, it was because we got I, we got a phone call from the bank letting us know that all these transactions were being placed on our on our credit card, and we're like, what? So he thinks that I'm doing it. So he he's like, like why uh, are we buying a drone? Ex- he wow. thinks that I'm doing yeah. it, and I don't even and I don't know what's going on, and so I I feel the tension that is building between us and I'm also putting pressure on these guys like when are we going to have production well we found that we find out that they at the end of the day they ended up embezzling us over a hundred thousand dollars good damn may, may I ask? well yes the I'm amount sorry. is still in question yes. but it was a it was a it was a shitload of money yeah. so obviously this was 
quite a bit uh, to happen to yeah. your family. And I know you have two young, beautiful little girls. Yeah. You know, was it hard? Did they really understand? Like, oh, how yeah. did that affect the family? Oh, I mean, you know, how does dropping a nuclear bomb in the middle of the city affect the town? Were you, you know? guys I mean, here in San Antonio? Yes, this happened yeah. in San Antonio, and I had just started interacting with the people from San Antonio because, as you can tell, I have an accent, and so I am not from here. Mm-hmm. And so it was my introduction to San Antonio, and I'm, I start doing this business, and so all these things start happening. Um, our daughters, we have piggy bags, little piggy, uh, piggy bags for them. Piggy 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 and so, um, you know, when you... I'm sure you can relate at some point in your life when you're tied with money, you can, you know, you start cutting on things that the good things have to go. So we, I had to tell the girls right now, there's things that we won't be able to do. Um, right now, this is not a good idea to spend on. And so my daughters started putting, every time they found a penny or a quarter, they would put oh. it in their piggy bank. And they kept on telling us that, don't worry, mommy, I have money in my piggy bank, and it's hidden from so-and-so's guys under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so these guys pretty much became for my daughters, and the idea of, of, for the girls at that time was, um, they're, they're, those two people are crooks, and we have to be careful because there's crooks in the world. That was a good lesson to learn so early on in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so your daughters would like them to learn no, it. Uh, yes. So we're sitting there, out, you know, a shitload of money, defrauded out of this investment, and in our garage sits 4,400 pounds of green coffee. And, you know, we just, we had to make a decision. Do we just dump this thing in a river somewhere. Uh, no, but no. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do that. I, or, I, 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 I was. Yeah, that was, that, to me, that was, I'm just going to yes. load this up in the truck and I'm just going to do it. But, you know, eventually she, and she was persistent and she had to be, uh, but eventually, you know, she said, look, you know, throughout the eight or nine months it took me to get this coffee here and to, you know, get in this position, and in working with these guys, I learned how to import coffee. I've figured out the system. I've made the connections. And I know how to make cold brew. I know how to make cold brew better than these guys. Yes, I had my own recipe. And I, I thank God they would always go around. And I always acted pretty coy with them as of, uh, I'm in this situation because I'm investing in you guys. Right. Right. Because I wasn't going to, you know, what if, you know, at the end of the day, what if their recipe was better than mine? I wasn't there to compete or anybody. Right. They had a product that I was interested in pushing into the market. And so, yeah, I, I just didn't think, you know, I'm a Latina. And so <laughs> I... I it, In case it, you it, haven't noticed. Yes, and yeah. so I have, if, you know, the world gives me coffee, green coffee beans, I'm going to fucking make coffee. coffee. And I started making coffee. You and made, yes. Yeah, and you I, made lemonade out of lemon. Yes. That's right. That's right. I wasn't going to let it. And I wanted, my daughters were scared. I wasn't going to let my daughters see me defeated. I didn't right. want to have that story in my daughter's mind that, my, oh my God, we used to have a coffee business, but then some guys came and destroyed it. And that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. No, I want my daughters to remember that my mom went to every single, with them in the car, every single coffee shop trying to sell my coffee i want my daughters to remember how hard it was to make cold brew at, on the weekends because we i was making the cold brew i was doing the exporting i mean clay was giving me giving me a lot of supporting man in the manpower uh, helping me go here and there but i was the only one with the information of how to get the coffee who to send it with um where, where do i sell it to how do we move it around and and 
it's not that I knew it, knew it, but I was the only one that was available to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when, and, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without Clint. When did y'all like make it? Like what was that next step? Well, it, like this, this whole business has just been a series of like, okay, we'll do this. No, this isn't working. We'll do this. No, 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 this mm -hmm. isn't working. Yeah. And life it's, and it's not like, that's right. Yes. And it's exhausting. It's a trial and error system. And you know, it's, you know, it, Future's got an album where he's like, just, just never quit, never stop. You know, right. just keep going, just keep going, because eventually, you'll do it. If you just never stop, you'll make it. Yes. And so, you know, the first step was, well, we got all this green coffee. There's all these coffee roasters in San Antonio. We'll sell them, we'll sell them roasted coffee. Uh -huh. And then we realized, oh, no, it's it a was, boys it club, was, yes. and <laughs> she's not a boy, and she's not part of the club. <laughs> And so she got frozen you out. You experienced yeah. that? I mean, yes. Oh, oh just, my just God. Up, you know, uh. Sexism. And what I thought, you know, going into it, oh well, what more progressive of an industry right. can you they get than the coffee? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah. look, you've got this Colombian coffee yes. here. We're in a shit in town. Yes. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's just going to be love and hugs, and you millennials are just going to love each other. And no, it wasn't like that at all. And everybody hated her. And so <laughs> we're like, and I, and I, thank <laughs> you. And Thank so, you. You know, eventually she still has so, to yeah. sell. You know, so she sells me on let's not dump this in the river, which was a big, <laughs> big hurdle. To then she's got to sell me on the fact that what we kind of need to do is just buy a, a place, and then I need to buy a gigantic roaster. And so that took a while to get me over that hurdle because yeah. you know I I am I was much more conservative in my thought of this business. Of I was just of the opinion let's just try to get some of the money back. And then we can call it. it she, she's mm -hmm. the one that had the vision. You know, mm -hmm. she's the one that said, "No, I, I see something out of this. I, I, I see the diamonds in this mound of shit that you know we can pick through, mm -hmm. and we can we can make this work." And you know, she had to really you know just convince me day in day out of this is going to work. And I, that's I, what I, she but, did. But I did, and I, and it wasn't just because you know I obviously at the beginning it was the the feeling of I will not be defeated. I will come out somehow victorious because I had left my family in a terrible position. Yeah. I felt very, you know, I know that the guys that, you know, over after, after we got into all the disputes, we found out that these guys were con artists. And so we were con. And, but still the responsibility of having done this to my family, of having them go through the trouble of being in, in a way feeling like we didn't have enough, you know? That was horrible. And so I just had to, at night, I would just spend every night thinking, okay, I'm gonna, how am I gonna make this? How, who am I gonna, who do I need to meet now that is gonna get me to the next person? And I started meeting people here in San Antonio. And you know, because even though that horrible thing happened. We're not all bad. No, <laughs> and, and that was my thing, that I knew that when this crazy thing started happening, um, people were helping me out. Some people were buying the equipment. Um, we were able to recover some of the equipment and um, some people were buying it from me at a very good price just to help me out. Other people were supporting me on the idea of selling coffee, especially women. Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing of the coffee was, Let's bring, uh, if I'm gonna buy coffee from my country, I'm gonna help my people, and who needs more help in Colombia and in the world right now if it's not women? And so I just felt like let's just concentrate on helping girls, yeah. women in Colombia, yeah. and let's move that forward. And so the whole story was always like that. You guys are gonna make my cold brew with my coffee that comes from female farms. So I was always faithful to that idea, to the being able to help Colombian women in Colombia. Mm -hmm. Uh, coffee growers and so well um 
that's pretty much how I started telling people my story. And I had pictures. Like, I have the picture of me going to the coffee farm. I have a picture of us taking the girls. I have a picture of coffee beans. I have a picture of picking the beans. Because it's not a, it's not a pretty story. Mm-hmm. It, is, yeah. it is reality. Right. It is the, the actual going to Colombia, bringing my, my non Spanish speaking husband to judgmental. Exactly, right? Don't be a sala, biblioteca. I'm sure he picked up something. He had to. Uh, I know all the cuss words. They've been first. But Patricia, let, let, yeah. me, let me ask you this. So, you know, bringing the Colombian culture to Texas, you know, via coffee. You know, and did you have concerns because, you know, this is Texas. People like the way, like their way, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any concerns trying to, you know, bring something to? Yes. Obviously, um, like my husband was telling me, you know, you're going to find rocks in the, in the on the way. And my, my rock, you know, it was steps. Different problems come at different times. And mm-hmm. one of the next problem, problems was that... I was a competitor roaster in a little world of male roasters that kind of don't like each other, but they work kind of together, mm-hmm. and they have their own little boy club. And so that was super difficult. That was so, um, and it was uh, still sometimes we having issues here and there. And so being able to push a, a drink that there was not enough because, oh, I'm bringing coffee from Ethiopia. Um, so your coffee is not going to sell here because nobody, everybody can get uh, Colombian coffee at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And so it was also telling the story of the women who are growing this coffee and why my coffee was different. So, yes, there is, a, I did. Those were really hard times. Um, the clo- you know, people closing the doors on you because you're not part of the boy club, or those people shutting you down and having people talk about you and your product is terrible. But it makes you better. It totally makes you better, especially right now, nowadays with social media, people talk about you one second and they forget about you. And so it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just keep going. Just, just keep going and try to do your best for and, and represent and, the, and empower the people that you're doing this for. That's all that matters. And that's, you know, at the beginning I knew that I was gonna have a hard time convincing my husband on doing this because of a monetary reason. But my husband, McLean got, it, fell in love with the story because he saw it. And I, it became, I it became real. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so we have a now. Let's let's um, let's move us and fast forward a little bit, just in the interest of time as well, and talk about where you're at today. Through all that struggle mm-hmm. that y'all have gone through, now though you're been, you're reaping some of those benefits, right? Yes. So what, what do y'all have today? What's going on? So we have a store on the south side of San Antonio. It's, a, it's in the, I know, in the Lone Star District. And so it's the, it's the creatives district, I think, because we have a lot of, you know, a beautiful community of uh, people who like to do things art and craft. Like mm-hmm. it's a new crafts area. And so I'm not the only one who's there who's bringing new ideas, but I love that area of town. The roaster, um, I was able to finally invite people over mm-hmm. and do a roast with them and talk about the farm and the family whose coffee belongs this to. I, and the story behind the coffee and the aromas and flavors of this beautiful... It's an experience. Just exactly. And so when you come in, you see that this is a very welcoming place. It's a place where you're just community. A place where you can... You don't have to roast. You don't have to have... You know, you don't have to come and roast your coffee. But if you're there and you were roasting, come over. I'll tell you about the coffee. Let's talk about your experiences with coffee. And let's turn this into, a, you know, a, 
an experience that is unforgettable to you. Mm -hmm. A moment where you're just sharing yourself with me or this place in itself and you're just thinking, oh my God, I love this place and I want to come back. Mm -hmm. what, what I think every entrepreneur, and that's certainly what she is, will tell you is that ultimately your failures become your greatest lessons. And right. you know, we ended up building our business model around many of the failures we experienced early on. You know, the fact that it was a boys club and only certain men could roast, well, that led us to believe what if we created a roaster where we could teach people to roast, that right. anyone could become a roaster. You know, the... I've never heard of that. Yeah, I mean... There isn't anybody exist. else doing it. You know, it. the barista model of coffee shops where you've got these rock star baristas that basically control the, the coffee shop and do a lot of the dictating of the business in where they, they really shouldn't be. You know, they're incredible artists but they shouldn't be dictating a lot of the business decisions, and, and a lot of them do because of the leverage they have. Well, we went kind of like an anti-barista uh, model where, you know, we've just got women who, you know, single moms who, you know, were friends with Patricia, who needed help, who needed to work, and who were dedicated, who were hardworking, and who wanted to just learn the craft, and we've now made them our employees, and they do just a tremendous job for us. And so... You know, a lot of the things that we experienced early on that we felt and we experienced is like, this fucking sucks. Uh, you know, the, those, those ended up becoming the lessons that we took and applied to our business model. So, you know, for any entrepreneur, anybody who's starting their own business, um, it's only a failure if you stop right there. Mm. You know, yeah, if, you, if you keep going, eventually what that failure is going to be is it's going to be a lesson. And so, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now is we're applying the lessons we've learned along the way. And look, we're going to fail a thousand times more. I mean, oh, we're yeah. going to screw we up know. so many things. We there, know. There's just no way a combination of her and I can't fuck up a lot of shit. I mean, it's just we're so good at it, too. Yeah, you're awesome. Uh, oh, it's, whatever. It's not, it's not messing up one time. It's making sure you don't make that same mistake yeah. twice. Right. And right. so if you learn right. your lesson, if you apply it to what you're doing – and you don't make the same mistake twice and you take care of the little things, eventually success is gonna happen to you. And she's done such a phenomenal job of engrossing herself in the community. Now, I'm, I'm from San Antonio, and so I knew, you know, this is a unique place. This is a unique town where there's a lot of different people here. And it does take a while to get yourself known because people wanna trust you on an on a gut level, on a personal level, not just some business handshake in this town. Right, right. But once you ingrain yourself to a community here in San Antonio, you become part of our community down here. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that I was confident that once she could get in, uh, she would find her niche and find her role in this town, and that's what she's done. And I love it. I mean, and just talking about that, how not everybody's like that. No, actually. Everybody is nice. Yeah. Those just two motherfuckers are not. <laughs> and so, yes. and so Those I mean, two and so I was like, okay, and every, and so with connections and people come, I can't do this for you, but I, I know somebody who can. Mm -hmm. So we were able to create a community that is beautiful, is growing of people who just love coffee and and the passion of it mm -hmm. and the and the relationships that you create around it. Yeah. And so that is, I mean, it's a dream come true. I'm helping the women from my country, and I'm hopefully, um, as things grow, I'll be an example for other corporations, I mean, companies to do the same. And please copy my model. I don't care that no Starbucks 
So how they make their stuff. Exactly, <laughs> you know, but we, eventually that's what we want. And so that you had asked me originally, where do we see ourselves now? So we, we see ourselves um, uh, getting together and partner, partnering with other businesses so we can have more farms that, that they can um, farms to partner with. Mm -hmm. I see the the roasting community in San Antonio growing just for fun or because they actually want to have a coffee business of their own or they want to have their own brand. My specialty blend kind of deal. <laughs> and our cold brew, um, and our cold brew, which is a um, um, because you know it was it's a, it's a wonderful success we're very proud that we have an amazing product that people love so much and so that is where we're going now we're gonna share our, our cold brew with everybody else yeah I it's just phenomenal want, I'm gonna take a right turn but before I on the conversation before I do I just want to say what y'all have sounds amazing oh, thank and you. I I've it feels like you almost have the, the, the model of beer companies, how they do kind of the community brewing. Yep. What yes. I've never yes. seen that. I, yes. I, I think we're much more similar to like a local distillery or local brewer, beer brewer, than we are to your average coffee roaster. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I encourage yeah. everyone to check out Coffee Coffee Shinado and that model and what they do, because they're doing something that's not being done. Even in Austin, we're all out there and think we're out cool. We hope to bring that model to Austin, <laughs> hopefully in the near future. Yes. Nice. Try to bring that. Uh, I'm from France, and French people are very particular about their coffee. <laughs> really? It's like an outdoors club. Uh, it, it, it's really tight and. Yeah. And no way to share in their secrets. Yes. No. There's no way. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I, I'm from, I'm the people of the coffee. We love coffee. We love sitting with people and chatting with people. Let's have a conversation. Let's right. be friends. In fact, that's our motto. Colombia has a really sweet motto of let's have a coffee and let's be friends. Mm -hmm. And so we live it every day. And so for me, coming from that, where you go to different homes and, oh, let me show you my new roast. Good, good, man. That's right. You're just talking this about coffee. Right here? Yes. Right yes, here? exactly. And just, you know, people, but he's like, how? for how long did you roast it? What mm. temperature? And so people just sharing those experiences and, and then coming here where it's like, uh-uh-uh, and you ain't seen my shit. I'm like, well, I mean, don't, don't look at it. Just don't look at it. Yeah. It's not, and, you, and making you feel like you're like special to do something that it should be for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, learning how to roast coffee is a wonderful experience. It's also knowledge. Knowledge should not be kept from everybody. Mm -hmm. If you choose just to drink a cup of coffee, then great. But if you want to know what, how your coffee is roasted and every temperature, because you want to know, because for shits and giggles, yeah. then you should be able to have that information, <laughs> just how it is in the rest of the food. And, and one of the secrets to our business model is we've brought over a coffee roaster that's unlike anything they've got here in, um, in San Antonio or in Texas for that matter. It's an air, there's two things that make it special. First of all, it's an air roaster. So it's not your typical drum roaster that kind of just burns coffee with a fire at the bottom. It's mm -hmm. more of an indirect heat. So think of the difference between like grilling a steak and roasting ribs, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. And so uh, there's, it, the coffee in our uh, roaster never hits metal. So it never becomes carcinogenic, it never mm. burns. It's yes, just in like a popcorn and it's zero gravity state, getting yes. hot air at all times. It's a times. really good example of yeah. what it looks the, like. The second, yeah. the second thing that makes it unique is we've got this software system that once you learn your curve, which is the combination of time and, and heat that makes your roast, once you figure out what you want your curve to be, you can plug it in on this roaster and just press play. 
and it goes. And so anyone can learn to roast. I'm really like, good at pressing play. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> So it's like if you can operate an iPod, you can do this. And so, you know, if you take, you know, two or three short lessons with Patricia, you can learn to roast coffee just as good as anyone else. And so we're taking the mystique and kind of the, I've been doing this for 75 years, and therefore I right. know now how to roast a cup of coffee. No, mm -hmm. come over for two weeks, and we You're can teach how to roast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Bring it to the people. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of what the, uh, again, just building our business model out of it, of, you know, making it more accessible, making it less kind of exclusive, more, you know, like she said, come over and have a cup of coffee. So I'm going to make that right to the conversation. I'm going to throw something out there that, um, that's brought up a couple times, this conversation and coffee and you know, one of the things I do sometimes is I, I drink alcohol. I don't know if y'all knew that. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> don't look at me. Shocker. <laughs> why, why are you looking at me? Yes. I'm familiar you, with the term. Familiar. <laughs> so what do you, when it comes to conversations over a drink, do you think there's a different conversation that happens over a coffee versus what happens over a cocktail? Yes. Can really? You, can you unpack that? What yes. When, uh, when you're having, when you're having uh, alcohol, well, you know, if you drink um, alcohol at any time of the day, it's not, it doesn't matter. But when you're together in a social setting, you're actually drinking you know, to ease up. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, you know, to, to relax. And the whole mentality that we have behind alcohol is that we relax because we would do things that we're not really used to doing. With right. coffee, exactly. And so, but with coffee, it's different because when you have a cup of coffee, you yourself are just, um, it, it's for most people, there are thoughts behind every single cup of coffee that they have. Like the ritual in the morning when you're having your coffee, you have, you're thinking about the things that you're doing, um, or you're thinking about your work, or, or you, you do something that is the same because you drink your coffee every single day. Mm -hmm. And so the thoughts that you have during, while drinking coffee are very self-aware at the moment. So when you're having when you're yeah. having coffee with with someone, I sit on the other side of the bar and I start talking to people about the type of coffee that we have, and so we start creating this rapport. But in your brain, you're still very self-aware. So it will be very easy for me to just say if I wanted to, like, let's just say, so yeah, you know, did you hear about um, the prices of gasoline? You'll immediately bring me. In your mind, you're telling you, oh, my God, I'm going to have to buy uh, my car is empty, blah, oh, blah, blah. Yeah. So you start talking about right. it. You create that kind of closeness. And so will, people will tell you things that they normally wouldn't, especially if they were drinking. It's a more intimate type of yeah. situation. Where, yeah. Yes. Did you is. have a ritual at home? Um, I, have a, I have a ritual at, at work. At work? Yes. And, and yes, of course. So I have in the morning, I have a cold brew and um, I have a cold brew, cold brew with CBD uh -huh. and I um, and I immediately get on my phone and I start looking at all my 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 social media, my Instagram. And I, I start making a list of the things that I want to do to make the day better on the following posts that I have, mm -hmm. because that's my most pressing thing. And that is my ritual. In the back of my mind, I also know that I'm going to have to pay the water, the electricity. <laughs> I have to buy milk. But that is my ritual that I do when I have my cup of coffee. I do that. What is your ritual? Mm, I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am at work when I'm I, doing that. No, my, I, mean, my, I, don't, I don't really have a morning ritual or anything. I just kind of go to work and do that. Yeah. And then whatever else needs to be done. 
What else? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw in one more thing before. Yeah, we do yeah. That. We'll go play a little game after this. <laughs> I'm, gonna a, I'm gonna do a little little piece before the game to get us warmed up for it. So awesome. Uh, what was everyone's at the table? What was your first cup of coffee? Ah, uh, yeah. We're getting close to the end, so keep it somewhat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can go, go first. first. Yeah, yeah go I don't first. mind. I mean, my parents. It's probably the most recent for you. Excuse me. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> my parents oh, are huge man. coffee drinkers, but what the the funny thing about it is that I've always drank instant coffee. Like mm. I think the first time I went to Coffee Shinado was the first time I tried amazing coffee and became a coffee snob after that. I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I'm glad I spoiled you for you life. You <laughs> so, my boyfriend as well. But yes. yeah, my first cup of coffee, I was really young. Like it was. My mom and dad would make it for themselves in the morning, and, and then, you know, around like seven or eight, I wanted one too. <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> uh, my first cup of coffee, I was 19. Um, not a coffee drinker, admittedly. So I, my mom at the time, she would um, work for the San Antonio Express News um, in the newspaper department, kind of. Uh, putting papers together for, you know, deliveries. And so she would work, like, early hours and, and things like that. So whenever I was in town from college, I would go party, and then after I would get done at the club, I would stop by the newspaper place <laughs> and help my mom out with work and help her, you know, put the papers together and, and roll them and things like that. And they had a coffee machine there, and everyone else was drinking coffee, so I was like, you know what? Let me just try this out. Another monkey see, monkey do type of that? What did it taste like? Do you still remember kind of what it tasted like the first time that you had it? Um, I thought it was interesting the first time. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, I, I didn't quite like it, mainly because it was hot. And yes. I'm the type that's, oh, if it's something good, I just want to take a big gulp of it. <laughs> and so the whole mindset of, like, enjoying the coffee, mm. I wasn't there. It was just kind of like... Oh, something to drink, you know. So it wasn't until later that I started to understand that. And, you know, now I'll get a pumpkin spice latte every now and then. <laughs> Ooh, you go but, uh, fancy. <laughs> fancy. I'll but throw yeah. mine out there. It's two parts of probably similar experience to Byron. Um, I did it in college. I used it as a drug. And uh, it was, <laughs> I need to stay up for a test or study for something. And I would just down coffee. I'd chug it. And I hated the taste because it was Insta coffee or it was some cheap yes. coffee. And mm-hmm. I was just drinking it for the drug. I didn't actually really get my first good cup of coffee to enjoy until I was probably in my mid-20s. I went to Halcyon, which I believe y'all have one here. Yes, there's yeah. one in Austin. And I was just late and I was up talking to a, a friend of mine and we're going to be there for a while. Yeah, I'll get a coffee. Oh my God, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know coffee can be this. This is dangerously good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take one. It was, it was a latte something or some, yes. some sort. I, being lactose intolerant, I had to be mindful about that as well. So I like a little milk in my coffee, and it's got to be some crazy, snobbish version of it. But I enjoy it. <laughs> and so now, I still don't drink coffee. I don't have a routine for coffee, but when I need it, I'm up really late or need to be up early. I have my things that I get, my places that I go. I have my routines. And you? So uh, my dad always drank, he would get like hot chocolate with a little bit of coffee in it. Uh-huh. Like, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty dope. So I get like a Nesquik. Yes. And then put just a little bit of Nescafe. I don't know if you, whatever. Yes. And then it's really when I started working right after college, I was like, yeah, you, you get to work, you go to the coffee room, then you make coffee and you try some. I tried that for a week. It was <laughs> shitty coffee. But it made me, I was like this on my computer. I was jittery. I couldn't yes. try it. Like, this is not for me. But then years later, my brother's like, you got to try this smoker thing. 
Yeah, which is what I was going to tell you. You've yeah, been drinking so mocha, mocha your entire Mo life. Yes. <laughs> mocha, white mocha, ice mocha. I can do all that. But like a straight coffee, like I get, I start to, to tense up. So interesting. That is awesome. Do you remember? Um, for me, when I did it, I was little. And so I, I was little and it was like... Um, like a medicine, someone was giving it to me, it was really sweet and it was the leftover of it, so it wasn't hot. And I still remember the aunt who gave it to me and what she was wearing. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I mean, to me it memory. was like, it was like, what is this? <laughs> With all this sugar, because all I was tasting was the sugar. Yeah. And then I, when I tried it for this, the real time, I was like, these things taste like shit. I had no idea, no. I didn't know, um, you know, the economic part of the business. We have been very successful, successful in a very um, uh, short amount of time. But the best thing for it is that we're helping so many people and that we are living, you know, that we're help, having experiences with people, whether they're drinking our coffee, they're, um, they're buying it online, or they're co coming to the roaster. And so being part of someone's memory is pretty intense. It's honorable. It's cool. Yes. All right, you got to top that, man. Uh, so <laughs> when I was when I was growing up in my parents' house, we had certain cups that were designated for Coke because we always drank Coke and Dr Pepper at my house. They still and, do, and they still do. <laughs> and uh, so my grandparents were staying with us one weekend, and I go into the kitchen, and there's just a big glass of Coca-Cola sitting there, and I'm like, ah, just for me. And so I go up to it and I take the swig, and I then realized real quickly. <laughs> then my grandfather, like six hours ago, had poured a cup of coffee into the Coca-Cola cup, and I was chugging cold coffee at like seven years old. And so I spit it out everywhere, and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. You know, I swore up and down right then I'd never start a coffee company. And, uh, <laughs> I knew it. And, uh, and, and lo and behold, I betrayed my own oath. You know. No, it, it was awful the first time I drank it. And then I don't think I had another cup until we started dating or might have been married and wow. she introduced me to espresso colombia man I colombia is, where it's there the were colombia certain things women. i was going to have to do being married to a colombian that uh, <laughs> you know you you fly in small biplanes you uh you know. <laughs> what's wrong with that nothing, nothing. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stay below the radar that's right um so no i mean you know then now i i drink coffee known mostly if not all because i ended up with her Cool. Thank you. Nice. Awesome. Well, we're gonna wrap things up. So we're gonna play a little game of word association. All right. We can go one at a time. Uh, can we be dirty? Huh? Would it be dirty? <laughs> oh, we can. you can, you can, can only be dirty. These are actually pretty easy, <laughs> but it can be. Uh, so first thing that comes to mind, uh, we're gonna start with you. Uh, Game of Thrones. Daenerys. All right. All right. Game of Thrones. No, no, I got another no. one for you. <laughs> best tacos. Best tacos. Los Palapas. Ooh. Okay. I gotta try that okay. then. Okay. Really? Is that like a big thing yet? I mean, Los Palapas, it's like, it's like a, it's like it's like a upgraded taco cabana. It's a cultural thing. I grew up here. And oh, so my oh, late gotcha. nights as a teenager were spent at 2.30 a.m. in the Los Palapas <laughs> eating chorizo and egg, eating fajitas. And I mean, you know, I could go to Las Palapas today, mm -hmm. and I'm right back there with Jimmy Smith, Brandon Turnage, and Chad Aww. Cage. You know, so I, it's yeah. Shut it down. I just, right. uh, Trump. Patricia. Racist. 
Not a fan. Not a <laughs> Netflix. Sex. <laughs> Just chill. Why am I doing that? Just chill. Come I like that. Oh, I like that. You know what? Same thing. That's the same thing. Yeah. That, that's, that right there is the difference between us. We say the same thing, yet she's like, Sex. You're like the like, censored version. <laughs> are you, are you like a legal partner or something? Yes, you know? my that's husband, yes. The, the, yeah. way I, the way I say it is, you know, I'm the chips, he's the salsa. And he's so also my like, art attorney. Oh, so, yeah, we, I don't I get to that. go around. I dig that. Okay, last uh, word. Last, last but not it's least. the hardest. Spurs. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> After hey. how, how do the Spurs... I'm always hey. well, no. Spurs. She wears them in bed. I mean, five, right? You know, that's how many titles, right? Yeah, five, five rings. Yeah. I mean, you know, just growing up here, you know, there we're a one horse town, and I mean, yeah. you know, from the Sean Elliott, David Robinson days to Tim Duncan and the big three. Tony I mean, Bucket. you know, just Tony yeah, Bucket. we lived Dave a charm Miracle. life for a lot of years, and so no, I'm, they're uh, Spurs. Awesome, 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 awesome. That's Dig great. That. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Well, before we do, I want you know to thank you, first of all. Thank no, you. Thank Where you. people find you? People find your, uh, all right. your coffee, so you social media, it. all that good stuff. Coficionado.coffee is our uh, website. And if you want to come visit us at our brick and mortar, we're at 502 West Mitchell, San Antonio, Texas. 78204. And you can find us in Instagram, Instagram as Coficionado Life. Yep. And... Um, Thank you. We look forward to seeing everybody. We look forward to, you know, just becoming more and more a part of the cultural scene here in San Antonio. And Congratulations. Yeah. All the Thank success. You. Thank you. You know, yes. all the grind. What is, what great is, story. What is our, our motto? Born in Colombia, raised in Texas. Yes, all sir. Right. Oh, I like Thank it. There's so a guys. shirt. Thank That's right. <laughs> there will be shirts. There will be shirts. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.